Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today. Um, we are going to talk about Oppenheimer in this episode, but we're going to talk about it at the end. Right. Spoiler. So spoil yeah, it for anyone. Spoils, yeah. But before I asked you, did anything good or bad happen to you this week, I wanted to... To pitch ahead to Oppenheimer by telling you the story of what happened on my way to see Oppenheimer. Uh, okay. Again, this has nothing to do with the movie. There's no spoilers here, right? So okay. I think I told you, you cannot see Oppenheimer in uh, 70 millimeter here right. in LA because uh, all the actors and writers are out of work and everyone is just seeing movies at random times <laughs> during the day, right? Yeah. And it's only two screens and it's fucking a giant city. So I had to, bu- to buy these tickets two weeks in advance and I knew that... No matter what happens, the day that I'm going to see this movie, like the day that it comes up in the calendar, I'm going to be like, I really don't want to spend three hours indoors right now. And that's, of course, exactly what happened. Yeah. It was a Friday night. It was last Friday night, so about a week ago. Okay. And it's a beautiful day. It had been hot as hell here. It cooled down a bit. Jill's at this new job. She's working super hard. She had just finished her day. She was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I just want to go sit on a patio and have a drink. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to... <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, no. Sorry, we can't do that. We got to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> so it's playing at the Chinese Theater, which, you know, it's like uh, the famous thing on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard with Iconic. the handprints. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we drive like halfway across town to get there. You know, we're in traffic. We go into the shitty underground parking lot, come up. We don't know where we are. It's like all those people dressed as Spider-Man are there. Yeah. Finally, we go, and, and it's only one screen in, in the Chinese theater. Okay. Uh, and so th- there's a long line of people, right? Because everyone's getting there at the same time for this thing. And as we're going in, the guy's checking our tickets, and I just hear him go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we go up, he just looks at my tickets, he goes, yep. And almost as I'm passing me, he goes, uh, just so you know, the 70 millimeter isn't working tonight. Oh. I'm like, just so I know? <laughs> but, uh... What does that mean? Sir, they, what are they? Sir, just... we've been planning this for two weeks. <laughs> so they what? Are they showing it on sixteen millimeter? Like what? What did they? I guess they have a spare it was just projector. Regular IMAX. Oh, oh, just regular old IMAX. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm an idiot, right? So I said, "Well, why? What, what happened?" He said, "Oh, it's jammed." Mm. Does that sound like a good explanation to you? It sounds like exactly what happened to me when I went to see Borat at the midnight screening at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. Same thing. Oh, but that wasn't 70 millimeter. No, but the projector broke. The projector. Okay, well, the, this was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I guess it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have understood anyway. But it was just regular IMAX. So would you have gone? Would I have gone? Yes. Yes. Because they were saying you can get a refund. Interesting. Or obviously you could see it in regular IMAX. Yeah, well, that's when you turn to Jill and go, well, what do you think? Because she's the one that wanted to go out, have like a patio drink and all that. Yeah, well, but, but then I, she was definitely wavering. <laughs> she might not admit it, but she was wavering. But I was like, well, we drove all the way here. Like, what? It, yeah. It's going to be a weird night if we just like go back to the underground parking lot, pay for that parking, and then just slink back across the city. <laughs> right. I just, I, I like knew it was going to be a bad vibe. So we went and I'm, I'm happy we went because it's like... It's almost a thousand people in this theater. Wow. Which is like, don't you think that IMAX has been ruined in a way? Like when I, when I was a kid, 
the only IMAXs were almost like in educational places, like big science museums and things like that. And, and yeah. the screen was massive. Like six stories tall. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah, only yeah, yeah. IMAX that was at Ontario Place when I was growing up, the, in the Cinesphere, they called it. That big, the it looks like a big golf ball, like on the yeah, 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 yeah. front. Yeah. Was but, it a, was it a, what's it called? Not an IMAX, but a, there's one, like an IMAX that's like a dome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was sort of curved, I think. Not like a planetarium, but like... Oh, okay. Uh, there, no, there is one that is at like a half dome. Oh, but I know, okay. I know what you're talking about, just the general IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was re- regular IMAX. But still, yeah. f- like spectacular. Like when I was a kid, they didn't... They, it was so expensive, they could never make a feature in IMAX. Like it was sort of like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to put an IMAX camera on a plane and... And fly it across the Antarctic, and that was like, whoa! It feels like we're flying, you know. Like <laughs> that was it. Like <laughs> uh, cheap thrills. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. It'd be like the beluga whale travels <laughs> exactly. one thousand miles in a migratory period. Like it was just about whales. Sometimes they'd be like, they'd go crazy, and they would just be about like dinosaurs you know they do like yeah. uh or like pre-jurassic park cgi about right. the t-rex but yes this is my point and and when we were there all what i was thinking was i was like why can't every fucking movie be on this thing right and it looks like my prayer was answered but then they just shrunk the screens <laughs> like you go to the mall imax it's tiny yeah it's sort of what's the point Anyways. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. like, oh, well, it's shot in IMAX, different, you know, ra- aspect ratio, whatever it is. Oh, you like, mean a square? Yeah, I have that at home on my TV. <laughs> what are you talking about? Isn't IMAX a square? I don't know. It's it's more square than it is like a pan. Like Panavision was like the 70 millimeter sort of, you know, wide, wide, wide screen, I guess. It's what Quentin Tarantino and all, all those spaghetti westerns and stuff. I think. I don't know. Well, I think he did. Um, what's the western he did? Uh, uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful I think Eight. that was in seventy millimeters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, anyways, almost, almost. But it, and then it, it kind of worked out because we see the movie, and then on the way out they gave us free tickets for another screening. Oh, there. great, perfect. So it all worked out. Um, did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Well, before I get to that, I have an urgent. Correction I have to make because okay. for the first time in 17 years, I said something on the show that actually annoyed my wife. Wow. Yeah. What a but run. She, well, 17 <laughs> years. And over those 17 years, she's listened to uh, four episodes? Well, she's, she's listened to the majority of these episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so here's the correction. I told a story about how a woman farted near her in the mm-hmm. gym mm-hmm. and all of that happened transpired as i said except for the the detail that i said that she stalked the woman into the bathroom <laughs> because <laughs> she suspected she was going to take take a dump and she did take a dump <laughs> rachel did not stalk the woman and follow her into the bathroom the woman left the stairmaster while rachel was sort of finishing up she had about 10 minutes left mm-hmm the woman was gone for about 10 minutes. Rachel finished up her, her workout, gathered her things, and the woman returned to the Stairmaster. Now, at, now Rachel was leaving at that time, and as is Rachel's habit, she likes to visit the restroom before she leaves the gym. 
And she went into the gym, into the restroom, I should say, and could not go past the the uh, the entranceway. Basically, she opened the door, and the, it was so fouled that she she just aborted the mission and continued out out the gym. But she was mortified to think that people out there and the Discord were making some jokes. Let's be honest. <laughs> that she had followed the woman. <laughs> She did not follow the woman. She just she just put two and two together, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. and deduced, pardon the pun, that the woman was gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was gone for the 10 minutes to evacuate her bowels that was causing the stink in the first place. A- anyways, I apologize. Uh, I, yes. Okay. I think this is a this is an important correction because you what you didn't want what you left people with the impression with, with was that your wife stalked another woman, like your wife toucan sammed a woman into the bathroom. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She did not do that. Uh, but it's a good thing you made the correction because now we we don't know that we no longer think that your wife is a weirdo who follows people into the bathroom. You know following her scent. Mm-hmm. But we, now we know that your wife does like to take a big dump before she leaves the gym. That's so right. I think this is an important correction. I think she's going to feel much better. Um, and that her day was ruined because she couldn't take said dump That's due a, to prior yeah, dump. Exactly. She had some stops to make too before coming before getting to her home base to, to That's take right. that dump. So, yeah. Okay, Rachel, everything's cleared up. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Follow I'll... your nose to poo flavors. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do. You know what? You remind me. I have a correction too. Okay. On the TAS episode, which came out on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> two times in the show, we mentioned uh, a song from The Little Mermaid, which TAS said went Les Croissants, Les Croissants. Right. How yeah. I love Les Croissants. And immediately when he said it, I was like, isn't that from Beauty and the Beast? Because obviously mm. there's baking i mean it's in france you know yeah and there's i don't know a, yeah how to get an oven underwater uh so i was confused <laughs> and then he's like no no i see the little mermaid all the time like it's from little mermaid and then it was brought up again i can't remember why yeah and then literally the show ended and five minutes later i was like oh <laughs> les poissons les poissons how i love les poissons that's from the little mermaid nothing to do with croissants no and then task five minutes after that texted me it was like oh fuck it's poisson not croissant <laughs> You texted me too, yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, whoops, <laughs> whoops." Anyways, uh, obviously, poisson meaning fish in yeah. French. It remi- French it, again, huh? Uh, yeah, these Disney people—they love France. They, well, they do, they do. Uh, so that 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 is my correction. I do apologize. I have a big <laughs> update for you, though, JD. Okay. And I hope you haven't seen this yet. Okay, I'm going to share. You've authorized me to share my screen, which I know. Gives you great pain as a producer of the show, but I want you to take a gander Whoa. at this. Look at that. Somebody okay, so else what, sent me this uh, on Instagram. Okay, so what we're looking at is a new Nutella flavor called peanut. And at the bottom, it says peanut spread with cocoa. So if you remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how you had this genius idea for a new Nutella that was... And maybe you need to correct me here, but wasn't it regular Nutella with crushed peanuts in it? I mean... Or was it a peanut spread with crushed peanuts in it? I, I was just talking about a restaurant... Or not a restaurant hack, just a food hack where I where sometimes I will take crunchy peanut butter and then put Nutella over it. 
Right. So this is not quite what you wanted. I mean, I've I'm into it. It didn't say crunchy. I like the I like crunchy peanut butter, so I like the peanut bits. So there is that, but yeah, the peanuty and cho- peanut chocolate is just an amazing combination, right? So right, right. I just but I, you still I want the hazelnut flavor. I think I do actually. I think I do. Yeah. But I'm I'm a hundred percent trying the the Nutella peanut when I if I ever see. Well, it, it says it's it's in test markets for research purposes. Though uh, the place where I got that from, it did say it was in Kroger, and there are Krogers where you are. live. There are. So you never know. Now, one thing to note, they did not call it Nutella, N-E-W-T-E-L-L-A, yeah. which is a missed. That's a miss. That's a miss. At least in the advertising, what I want them to do is there's a product shot at the end. You know, the camera is doing its slow push in on it, yeah. and it says Nutella. Yeah. And then it kind of like, shunk, like the brand unwraps, and then it goes back to saying N-U-T-E-L-L-A. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Okay, no, that's, I love that's that. all I want. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, but... The more important thing is that this led me, because I was trying to find out, like, first of all, there's, like, a lot of these websites just devoted to snacking, which, to me, is, like, maybe the internet's too big. Uh, But obviously, they're all over this news, but I couldn't find, like, news stories about it or anything. Okay. Just, you know, I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Like, where's the press release, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe I don't have access to the the PR sites, but (laughs) it, it... pointed me towards a controversy, a Nutella controversy that happened six or seven years ago okay. that I did want to get your take on, okay? Because Nutella's a bunch of fucking tricksters, JD. They're trying to fuck with us, and, and I want to explain to you how. So Nutella is currently classified as a dessert topping with a rack, R-A-C-C, of two tablespoons, okay? A rack just means reference amount customarily consumed so that's like what makes up the serving size of a product and what i didn't know when i was reading about this i always thought a serving size was how much you should eat right but that's not what it is it is a serving size is how much americans typically consume in one sitting okay so it's just designed to give you like um a general benchmark so you could compare foods right right so it's it's classified as dessert topping that means that the dessert toppings are all, the serving size is two tablespoons. So when you're looking at them all on the shelf and you say, this is like 110 calories, 130 calories, right. you know for how much actual food you're eating. Okay. But that's where these big Nutella is trying to fuck with us. So the people <laughs> that manufacture it, it's called Ferrero. Yeah. And they were trying to reclassify Nutella from a dessert to a the, another category called honey jams, jellies, fruit butter, molasses. Right. <laughs> now, here's the devious reason why. Honey jams, jellies, fruit butter, molasses, those serving sizes are all 100 or one, uh, one teaspoon okay. instead of two. Right. Which means that it would have taken the amount of like calories and sugar in Nutella from 188 calories for two tablespoons to like 100 in which case they could classify it as like a low cal right item yeah but it's the same thing right and so they would basically just be encouraging americans <laughs> to eat more of something that is like deathly unhealthy <laughs> that people shouldn't even be eating for breakfast no yeah you're right um yes i hear what you're saying but i knew immediately you were going to try to defend nutella Oh, I'm fucking. I am definitely Team Nutella. Who eats? Well, I know there are, there are people, but two tablespoons of Nutella is 
a fucking lot of Nutella. Like on a crepe. Is it though? If if you're baking two, if you do two pieces of bread, two wouldn't ta- you say not two one tablespoons. tablespoon? A tablespoon's not that big. It is pretty big. The way I consume it, I, with my peanut butter, it's like a schmear. Not even like a. It's like, it's like jam or jelly. How I would add that to a peanut butter. It's nowhere near. So two you're tablespoons. saying, so for you, it is in the honey jams jellies category. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. So I looked it up. There is there was a study done. Not a study, but a poll taken. I can, so the two years that are available are 1991 and 2012. Okay. So listen to how how much our <laughs> consumption of Nutella has changed. 1991, the number one way to consume Nutella was on ice cream. Interesting. A, to- a dessert topper. Okay. It's 27% of people. Bread was number five. Only 8% of people were yeah. eating Nutella on bread in 1991. 2012, which is already like 11 years ago. Number one, bread, 60% of people. Wow. Number two, sandwiches, which to me seems like bread. Number three, crackers, which is just a thin piece of bread. <laughs> you got to go all the way down to the bottom, ice cream. Only 2% of people are now eating Nutella on ice cream. Wow. That's interesting. We've changed the whole paradigm. Right. The Overton window on Nutella has completely shifted. Do you think that it's because in America... It is packaged in the same way that peanut butter and jams and and things that you would spread on, you know, bread are packaged like in a jar, like a like a jar shaped vessel that Nutella is. Well, how how would you like to see a package in in a radioactive canister? Well, if it was to go on ice cream, for example, if it was in like a squeezed bottle, like a ketchup, you know what Mm. I mean? Where you would drizzle it on top of ice cream. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. I don't. I, it might be too viscous to squirt. Yeah, I think you're right. Although, is that not how they do it in Paris, or do they just? I guess you could put anything. You know, in like those restaurant, um, like generic ketchup bottles. Yeah. With the screw top, with the nozzle. Yeah, I mean, I if mean, they do it like I'm sour sure cream, Chipotle sour cream comes out of the. It's those. thicker than it's thicker than sour cream. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways. I want to alert you to another thing that they did. So Ferrero, like they've done this before. You're never going to turn me against Nutella. Never. No, uh, okay. But but just listen to how crazy this is. Like, it's like, this is why the, we're all so unhealthy. Because like, even when the government's like, oh, here's an idea. We're going to print all the facts on the side of the food. Mm-hmm. Listen to just how like lawyers find a way to fuck us. <laughs> so I forget. Okay. This is, this is in the 90s. So Ferrero also owns Tic Tacs. Okay. Right? Yeah, Just yeah. A delightful brand of breath mints. <laughs> sure. So the uh, um, the serving size for breath mints was two grams at the time, and that worked out to five Tic Tacs. So Ferrero, they had two problems with it, the serving size being five Tic Tacs. Number one, they said that in their advertising, they claimed one breath mint is all you need. Mm-hmm. So people would be confused. Like, if one's all I need, why is it telling me a serving size is five? Right. But the more important thing is that those two grams of Tic Tacs, that contains 0.5 grams of sugar. And that is above, sorry, more than 0.5 grams of sugar. And 0.5 grams of sugar is the FDA threshold for labeling a product sugar-free. So if it's less than 0.5, they're like, yeah, it's de minimis, it's not important. So we're going to just say it's sugar-free. <laughs> right. So a single Tic Tac falls under that. Right. So they, they change it so that the serving size is one Tic Tac. So they can now say Tic Tacs are sugar-free. What is the basically only ingredient in Tic Tac? Sugar. Sugar. Right. 
It's not free from sugar. It's just that, that when you reduce the serving size to one measly Tic Tac, uh-huh. it's sugar free. Okay, how many Tic Tacs are you eating at one time? What? A handful? A handful? The well, box so is a handful. Like that's No, I, no, no. Like I would I would usually put 3 to 3 to 5 in my mouth at a time. Wow, really? Yeah, they're like nerds to me. I guess, yeah. Sophisticated nerds. Let me tell you the story about <laughs> when I was in high school, I had I I would have TikToks, TikToks, TikToks on me. Okay. And I was also um you know, for November 11th, when we do Remembrance Day in Canada, mm-hmm. which, you know, take take pretty seriously there in my school, especially. So we'd all have to carry, or they would select people to carry flags down an aisle and then put them in those holders and stand next to them at attention. And you would like, there'd be a bagpipes in the procession, and then you would read Flanders Field. And I'm walking and I realize, like, they like, okay, this is how you spin around when you hold the flag. Then I got the Tic Tacs on me and it's making a lot of noise and yeah. it's going to be deathly Quiet, quiet right yeah so i i find it i see a guy and i'm like oh hey it wasn't like a close friend of mine but i was like hey could you hold these tic tacs for me so i go do the thing i come out i say oh can i get those tic tacs back he's like oh yeah i ate them the whole like, thing what do you mean you ate them it's like oh, yeah i ate them it's like the whole thing he's like well i had some then other people were asking so i was giving them t- so it's like you gave out wow. all my tic tacs in in, in a 45 minute assembly <laughs> And I got really, I got really upset of because course. when you're when you're like 15 years old, especially the kind of high school I went to, which was very rigid, you didn't, they didn't let you out at lunch. <laughs> right. There was no free periods where you could go, or there was no vending machine even. Yeah. So like, if I got this Tic Tac, so I was like, this got to last me like two weeks till I can get back out into the world. <laughs> uh, anyways. I ended up being the villain of the story because everyone's like, "Hey, man, you're being really hard on this guy about the Tic Tacs." Like, but he get. <laughs> I told him to hold them for you. Sure, take one, two, three, but he 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 dispensed the entire pack, and people were like, "Yeah, but you're making a big deal of it out of it, and it's kind of freaking people out." But I, I was like, "No, this is a matter of principle." Anyways, yeah. this is the kind of thing that people still remind me of now, like the, the, thirty the years later. Like, remember when you got really angry at that guy because he ate your Tic Tacs? And now I have to pretend that oh yeah, I was so crazy, I made a big deal out of it, but. I still think I was right. I think you're 100% right. Thank you. We needed upstanding citizens like yourself at my school. What flavor? Uh, uh, white. Just I know white that's not mint. a flavor. Yeah. but Peppermint, whatever. Yeah, Spe- yeah peppermint. I did, the the colored flavors were, were gross, to be honest. The orange flavor yeah. was repulsive. Yeah. But you like the orange trident gum. But that was different. That was like... Uh, they can pack fruit flavors into gum better than they can pack them into a, yeah. a Tic Tac. I guess, yeah. But then then again, well, I haven't had a Tic Tac in... Honestly, I want to say 20 years, confidently. Yeah, same. Same. Certs used to, used to love certs. Do they make them anymore? Have we talked about certs before? I feel yeah, like we it's have. come up before. I forget why. I feel like because we were talking about Retson. Yeah. <laughs> and they would always say like, oh, you know how we now with Retson. And I was like, oh, I guess I love Retson. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Uh, all right. Some quick housekeeping, JD. Mm-hmm. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good. The Patreon live stream hangout, that's already on the books. And I forgot to write it down. So I'm opening my calendar just to double check <laughs> yeah, when it what is. is it? it is. <laughs> is this the last? Is it the 31st? It is the 31st, which is a Thursday, 31st of August at 5.30 
Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. So join the Discord. Well, I mean, join the Patreon. Then you can join the Discord. Then right. you can join the live stream hangout. Right. Always a lot. I can't. I mean, I don't even know what's going to happen. I haven't even started thinking about it. Yeah, me neither. It's, a, it's still a ways away. It's still a ways away. Two weeks. Uh, and, of course, send me emails. This is goodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so some follow-up, JD. Yeah. You know we talked about pay-forward scams? Or yes. No, I guess not scams, but just pay-forward, which I believe is a scam. And I, I think believe. you were on the side that I, it is a scam as I well. I, too, think it's a scam. Okay, yes. so I want to thank everyone who sent this uh, article in from the New York Post, and a lot of people sent it in. The headline says, Paid-forward scam led to confrontation at Taco Bell that left customer, quote, scared over $60 order. Did you see this article? Uh, I did article? not. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Meredith Donovan, she's a content creator. Do you consider yourself a content creator? I mean, I don't, weirdly, but... That's all I do all day long is create content. I know, but what a bad name, right? Yeah. It's so, yeah. But you know what? Yeah. What's worth, when you're at a party and you're like, uh, what do you do for a living? You know? And it's like, I'm always like, I'm a producer. As I like, I feel icky about it, you know, for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But how are you going to feel if you say content, content? creator is way worse? Like, you get laughed out of the room. Way ickier. Yeah. You're hanging out with parents, people that are like in their late 40s or early 50s yeah. that have kids. <laughs> and real they're jobs. They don't want to hear that their <laughs> peer is a content creator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But I, do you even think that the people that call themselves content creator in like a written, you know, article or on a pitch deck, do they tell people that they're content creators? I mean... I, I guess so. Our kids, it's like a new job. I guess, but anyone with an iPhone is a content creator. Anyone with an Instagram account is a content creator. Like, well, we'll we'll get to this the source <laughs> of this article in a second. Okay. All right, Donovan, she's a content creator. She orders sixty dollars worth of Taco Bell from a drive-through, which many people have pointed out. That is a lot of Taco. Bell. Yeah, it is a lot. A good, possibly a concerning amount. If you could feed ten people, probably right. Sixty dollars. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I would say you could get three for, like, six bucks. Yeah, I guess. I guess it depends what you, what you get. I, I, I don't I don't go there. It, I don't, I've, I've, I've been to Taco Bell maybe five times in my life. Hey, did you ever actually go to Crumble Cookie? Nope. Wasn't that a challenge on the show? You had to go? Oh, is it a challenge? I'll go. It's right around the corner. And well, it's so right around the corner that you still haven't been. <laughs> I just kind of forgot, to be honest. All right. Well, if you, if you, if you walk past... <laughs> Uh, all right, so the, the, this is Meredith speaking. The car in front of me pulls up to the pay window. I'm on my phone, and I just hear a car door slam. I look up, and this lady gets out and is running towards my car, screaming her head off. I couldn't make out what she was saying at first, so I rolled up my windows, and I locked the door because I was scared. <laughs> Donovan said she eventually realized what had upset the woman because she could still hear the customer screaming despite her car windows being closed. I heard scam, Donovan noted. It turned out that the woman was upset because a pay-it-forward chain had been started at the Taco Bell drive-thru by a prior customer. Basically, the car before her paid for her meal, so she was going to be a good person and pay for the car behind her. Donovan said in her video there was a mix-up of cars in the drive-thru lane. This led to Taco Bell employees to present Donovan's expensive order to the woman who was reportedly angered by the amount. (laughs) We can come back to that because the fuck does that mean? 
While right. Donovan appeared to have skipped a few details about how his solution was resolved, she claimed the woman, quote, apologized, and they had a little laugh. <laughs> okay. I mean, my, my first complaint about this story is that I clicked on, like, the link to her TikTok. This, is, this entire article is based on, like, a 20-second TikTok. Right. It's just her in a car. She could be anywhere. Telling the story... Just the fact that this is what the new story is based on is insane to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. no follow-up with her. Right. We didn't interview the person that was yelling at her. They just throw, throw in this line, Donovan said in her video there was a mix-up of cars in the drive through lane. This led the Taco Bell employees to present, present Donovan's expensive order to the woman who's reportedly angered. How would that even happen? So, sorry, this whole article is based on one TikTok. One TikTok. So it's this basically like reporting on one TikTok. Yes, that we we're not even confirmed if it ever happened. Like, wow, this is like <laughs> the New York Post is going to put in a headline like that's like, man accidentally steals hat, <laughs> and it's just going to be me in my in my car with my phone going, okay, crazy story. So I was at Target, and I had my hands full with uh, detergent, right? Yeah, because I buy a lot of detergent and a lot of cleaning solvents. And uh, then I see this cool hat, right? And it's like not a fedora, but it's, it's like a, a, a summer hat brim all around, but you can get it wet, which I thought would be useful for the pool. So I put the hat to try it on and I'm walking around the store. I go to the cash, I forget, I'm wearing the hat, right? It's crazy. So I pay for the cleaning solvents and the detergent. Then I get outside, suddenly I'm surrounded by a security guard and he's like, you stole that hat. And uh, eventually, you know, I told them the, the crazy story. And uh, how did she say her, her story ended? They both, uh, they both had a laugh about they it. They both had a laugh. And me and the security guard, just, we just had a nice laugh. Is that, a, is that a news story? No, it is not. It's not vastly different from this story. I mean, I think it, it is if you, if you actually report, if you do your job and you go and talk to the security guard and get corroborating mm. accounts of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what they say. If, if you're a journalist and one source tells you it's raining and the other source tells you it's not raining, your job is not to to guess who's right. It's to go outside and see if it's actually raining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I just think this story only caught on because of the I think you should leave sketch. Oh, 100%. 100%. Which, yeah. Anyway. But that's just a very dumb story. And again, I don't even understand what it means that the orders were screwed up. But I guess all this points to is that people hate paid forward chains. Was the TikToker shooting a TikTok while she was buying the $60 worth of... No, 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 no. Like, it was like... It was just, yeah. Suppose she she orders, pulls over. But then again, I didn't see $60 worth of Taco Bell in the car with her. <laughs> she didn't look as if she was holding in a toot, so I don't know if she'd eaten it yet. <laughs> Do you have anything to follow up on before we get to... Uh... Our Oppenheimer chat? Um, nothing to follow up on except uh, let's dip back into the pickleballing world for a second because um, fun hacking is back. You know, hacking, it's got a bad name. Fun hacking? Yeah, you know, hacking, computer hacking, you know. Yeah. It's gotten a bad name. Bad rep last uh, four or five years, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when did it have a good rep? Well, I like this kind of hacking. And it's more of a troll job, but it's also hacking is involved. So Rachel is a part of this this pickleball club. It's a park mm -hmm. 
a major park in Atlanta Pickleball Club. It's a Facebook group. There's about a thousand people in it. And one day, Rachel's like just scrolling through it and she notices, wait, there's a guy named Joseph Stalin in this group. <laughs> I'm like, Speak, what? speaking of Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. And I go, oh, what? <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, it's like Joseph Stalin says, God, pickleball makes me so horny. Now, this is just great because pickleball pickleballers are generally old, right? So we're talking like boomers, you know, not great at Facebook. And it's Facebook on top of it. So it's just I love this shit. So Joseph Stalin says, God, pickleball makes me so horny. Next post, Joseph Stalin again. Anyone else? And then he immediately (laughs) leaves the group. (laughs) So it says says right under that comment, Joseph Stalin has left the group. Then this woman named, it doesn't matter what her name is, she says, no, it does matter. Her name is Kim. She goes, knock it off or you're blocked. But Joseph Stalin is already gone, right? Joseph, he's been purged, you might say. Well, hold on, it's coming. (laughs) Joseph Stalin rejoins the group. And says, block me, Kim. I'm still horny for pickle pickleball. <laughs> Immediately leaves group. Okay. Then, of course, somebody chimes in. This is not funny. Stalin was the worst mass murderer of the 20th century. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Someone else comes in. Well, actually, Mao Zedong was way worse. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here. This is good internet. This, this is, classic is so internet. good. Mao Zedong joins the group. Mao Zedong joins the group and starts indiscriminately removing people from the group. So this person is tacked in as an administrator and is literally just removing people. It says Mao Zedong has removed blankety blank. Mao Zedong has removed blankety blank. And then Mao Zedong says purged. Like, (laughs) it's just like a chef's kiss. And then immediately leaves the group. Okay. So then a new guy. Comes in. His name's Howard jo- Howard James. He posts in the group about games that are happening in Washington Park and Central Park in Atlanta. Are you familiar with these parks? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, not Washington, but Central Park. Yeah, they used to have a music festival there. Right. <laughs> so somebody says, so, and he says, games are happening in Washington Park and Central Park. And uh, someone says, oh, that's great. I, will, I really want to play. Um, where are these parks? I'm not familiar. Howard James responds, I circled Washington Park, left, and Central Park, right. If you're coming from the north, take the interstate to the Central Park. Take the side roads outlined, if you're going, to Washington Park. And this is the screen grab that he put, which is a cock and balls, basically. Uh, Very funny. Fucking love it. (laughs) The next thing, a person named Jefferson Steelfax. How do I add my wife into this group? She would like to play tonight. And then again, Jefferson Steelfax says, anyone pickleballing tonight? Someone says, I'd like to play. Howard James, the cock and balls guy. I do not have a wife, but I'm still interested in playing. Jefferson Steelfax, I would love for you to both play some a solid game of dickleball with me and my wife. Dickleball, <laughs> T-I-C-K-O. <laughs> with me and my wife. This group message has had some issues lately, so uh, so can you both prove you aren't trolls? 
and then immediately leaves the group. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody somebody says, I'll vouch for blank. She's not a troll. Not realizing that Jefferson Steelfax is a troll. So my th- new theory is that it's all this whole thing is Rachel and all trolls. Like it's all trolls. Like oh. they're just trolling each other. And it's just a goddamn beautiful dance of just people be, being blocked and people leaving the group and coming back in and just it's just a masterful tr- troll job and it's just almost not fair t- for these poor pickleballers who <laughs> just want to play some pickleball anyways that's an update from the pickleball world uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean i believe it, it though i believe because <laughs> from what i've heard paul pot was big into disc golf so <laughs> i'm not I'm not fully surprised uh, before before we get into the spoilery Oppenheimer talk, because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this, I can't remember when. Maybe this was on this. Anyways, I can't remember. But I, I have been to Los Alamos. Oh. Oh, you and, mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's 2019. We're driving across the country, moving to L.A. And we were outside Santa Fe. We were hiking. And we we're trying to find somewhere to eat after a hike. And I look at the map and I see Los Alamos. And I'm like, Los Alamos, New Mexico. Isn't that... That's where they built the bomb, and so I said, "Joe's like, we should drop by." She's like, "Well, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do there?" And like, there we, there was no um, phone reception, so I could just see on the map. I was like, "I don't know, it, it's like twenty minutes away. It'd be weird to not yeah. see it." Yeah. Anyway, so we go, we drive, and it didn't seem like there was much there, and there was a visitor center. So I walk in, and uh, there's a woman there. She's like. Oh, thank you for visiting uh, the Los Alamos National Park. And I go, oh, well, that, that's interesting. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, I didn't know it was a national park. And this was like, she was just fucking waiting for me to say that. <laughs> she's like, oh, really? You didn't know it was a national park? And I could tell she's like being really aggressive. And I was like, oh, no, I just, I guess I didn't know. I just thought the parks were parks yeah oh interesting (laughs) interesting so you don't believe in conservation you don't believe that the site of one of the greatest technological advances inventions in america's history is worthy of conserving and protecting the land upon which it was built it's like no i guess it is she's like oh you just thought the national park service was for mountains and fields didn't you it's like uh to be honest, yes, I did. Well, it's more than that. It's more than that, sir, okay? We protect many different kinds of monuments. I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So I'm like, all right, well, um, we were just passing through, so we just thought we'd take a look around. It's like, uh, well, I really recommend you watch this video first. Oh, my God. I'm like, uh, we're, we're kind of pressed for time. She's like, I must insist you watch the video. I was like, ah, we're just like, you're really not going to get much out of it unless you watch the videos. So we're like, okay, what? How long? So now suddenly we're sitting there. We're alone. We're the only two people there watching this video on like a shitty like TV that they wheel in when it's a substitute <laughs> teacher. Like a 30-minute thing. 30 Anyways, minutes? Wasn't a, Holy Yeah, yeah. It was shit. long. Okay. It was the about about the amount of time they should have taken off of Oppenheimer. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, anyways, that was just my Oppenheimer talk. We're going to get into spoilers now. Usual warning. We're going to talk about spoilers. Three, two, one. Oppenheimer dies. <laughs> Did you? You got it just before we move on from Los Alamos. Do you think that, I mean, that person was a park ranger, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't have the cool hat on. Well, that's what I, I, this is my theory. That's where they send you when you're, when you're not good. When you're like, you know how they would send people, uh, you know, if you're yeah, Russian, like, you get sent to Siberia or like, uh, you know, you're in the CIA, you fuck this up, you're ahead, you're, you're going to be manning a yeah, communication yeah, station in Alaska, Alaska or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Or if yes. you're a bad priest, they're like, <laughs> now go, oh yeah, just to another parish. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, did you say Slow Horses? You watching that? Uh, I saw season one. I liked it, didn't love it. Okay. That's Are you a big Slow Horses guy? I mean, I'm a big Oldman guy for sure. Love Oldman. He, who's in this movie? Uh, <laughs> and one of the themes of this movie was every 10 minutes being like, what, that guy's in this movie? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oldman is great in this, but it is it. You're right. It is like kind of distracting the big names that are in this movie. Like you're like, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. And but Oldman was the most distracting because he was just in a movie a couple of years ago playing his counterpart, Winston Churchill. Right. Like oh, in the yeah, darkest hour. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. Like, I wasn't even thinking that. He's the he's he playing the guy that's on the other end of the phone when he's when he's talking on in the Dark Tower. Anyways, the, I found the cast was I thought it was great, but very distracting. <laughs> well, the, okay, R- Rami Malek comes up at some point, and the whole movie it's distracting me because I'm like, why the fuck would uh, yeah. Rami Malek take this role? He hasn't said a word yet. Yeah, he said maybe one sentence this whole movie, and obviously it's for he gets he gets this sort of big moment at the end. Yeah, but that uh, kind of ruined the- that moment a little bit because I was like, oh yeah, okay, R- Rami's coming up, and th- that's going to be the turnaround. Right, right, right. Well, anyways, yeah, it, it was it was a little bit distracting. Um, Did Rami Malek have to be in that movie? No, but I would say a lot of people. First of all, another thing that distracted me was I thought Jack Quaid was Joshua Jackson the whole movie. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. What a come up for him. Joshua Jackson's in this. Uh, I mean, um, uh, what's his name? Josh, uh, Joshua Peck, who was yeah. in that Disney show that we didn't get in Canada. Uh, Drake, Drake and uh, Josh. Josh. Is that Drake what called? Josh? I don't know. Anyways, that was something. Yeah. Uh, who else was it? Was in? I mean, obviously Damon. Damon oh, Casey was- Affleck just shows up at some point. Yeah. I thought that guy got canceled. I, I kind of thought so too, but. Anyways, whatever. If Dame, maybe Damon put his foot down and said, "We're getting my boy in it." Yeah, probably. Uh, my first question about the movie is: Did you see Oppenheimer's balls? Uh, <laughs> did I see? I, I guess I didn't. I didn't either. But Jill said that you could see Oppenheimer's balls in one scene. Well, I think I might have been looking elsewhere in that scene. Yeah, so I said, oh, is it the scene where they're both sitting cross-legged in the hotel room or whatever, her apartment? Yeah. And she said, no, it was in the scene when he sort of visualizes them having sex in the hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's sort of on top of him. She said she could see his balls. From oh, under the table. Uh, yeah, I don't know where she was looking. Well, I mean, it was an IMAX. She was looking right at his balls. She was looking at his balls. <laughs> now I'm going to have to make a correction <laughs> next week. Jill would like you to know that it wasn't like she she doesn't always look for people's balls in movies. She just loves balls. Okay, that's the correction that I need to make. Um, yeah, no, apparently you could you could see his balls. But so, well, just give me your general thoughts. Liked? Uh, I not? loved it. I did. I loved it. I did. Like I walked out of there going, "Fuck, that was that was actually pretty good." 
I like I would go back and see it again. Like just because just to see what I missed and uh I just thought it was a very well crafted movie. I know that there's a different timelines and stuff like that. Rachel actually we walked out of it and she said, Well that was a hell of a lot easier to follow than the Barbie movie. Not that this movie should be compared to the Barbie movie at all. I know that it, uh, it, it will forever be, but um, but I uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I thought yeah. the payoff was good. I thought I would like I, I I didn't think I would like it as much as I did because Nolan is very hit and miss for me. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I loved it. I liked it. I liked it a lot too. I I, I would probably not go see it again in the theater. Right, but. Just I did find it a little long. Okay, I mean, like, one thing I... I didn't really know most of the history of Oppenheimer aside from the bomb. Right. And the movie is really concerned, uh, almost you could say more, with the post-war years. Yes. And yeah. I'm going in there thinking, oh, the climax is going to be the bomb. Right. Like, either either the, bom- the test going off of Trinity or Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But that is not the climax of the movie. The climax of the movie is basically the reveal that Strauss, played by Robert Downey Jr., is the one who leaked the documents and is fucking over Oppenheimer. Right. I mean, that's really the climax of the movie. Because once the bomb goes off, there's still like an hour after it. Yeah. Well, I would, I mean, not to get all up Nolan's ass, but I would argue that the climax is the bomb going off and then the third act is the fallout, right? And yes, the fact that the but what climax is? I mean, generally the climax of the movie doesn't happen an hour before the end. You're right. Of the movie. You're right. But that's how he he's it's just a different structure of of a film, right? Yeah. Like he made no, a fucking I, movie sure. that went backwards and forwards. You know, like uh, didn't have a beginning and didn't have an end. So. Well, do you do you think this movie is better for the way that it's like chopped and screwed up and the timelines all jumbled and it's going back and forth between color and black and white? Because it was it was cool, and I was like, "Wow, this is really keeping me on my toes." But because because I'm only saying this because I watched this documentary after I saw the movie. I forget what it's called, but it's I think it's like one of those American PBS American Masters. It's on YouTube. It's free if, if you want to watch it. Um, and just seeing the Oppenheimer story linearly, yeah, it, it almost imbued it with more meaning right. because I you could kind of see how each domino fell, and then into ultimately how it affected the the end of his life or the post-war years right um but then again from like an editing standpoint i mean it was pretty fucking it was done really well yeah it was well done and yeah if it was told linearly i think it would i think it could fall into the sort of well it's just another biopic i know know. i know like it's no different than the one on alan like the the one on alan tour yeah uh, which is a good imitation game. Which is good. Imitation game. Yeah. It's a totally fine movie. You're right. But I th- I honestly think that's, I bet, what he feared. Like, he was like, I don't want to just do a straight-up yeah. biopic totally. with the regular beats. Yeah. Um, but then, it, but then like, it does... There's, yeah. I, there's this sort of theme of mutually assured destruction, which mm-hmm. is definitely paid off in the end. And those events mm-hmm. of... And you kind of don't realize it. It's They seem to be happening simultaneously. The, the hearing... And then the confirmation hearing, they're like mm-hmm. five years apart. And you kind of like mm-hmm. don't really. But they're both the, the two black and white parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of it was a little confusing, but it was very effective the way they were happening simultaneously because that's thermonuclear war, right? Like mm-hmm. you fuck me, I fuck you. That's it. 
Right. So. Yeah, for sure. So I like I, mean, I my- like that part of it. Like uh, you, you you mess with the timeline a bit. And then you go back and you find out what Einstein really said to him <laughs> to set the whole thing off, which was, which was nothing to do with Strauss, right? Like, uh, right. Which, which was which was good. It was that that's good filmmaking, I think. Well, because you could see that he he has to set up these little like mysteries in in a story that's not really a mystery, like these things that are going to pay off, right. like the the Strauss, you know, turning, uh, and also setting up that Einstein moment is like. <laughs> you know, as if he gave him like some kind of code or something that's going to come back in, in the movie. <laughs> right. But I, I will say like a lot of people are applauding Robert Downey Jr. for his acting role. I think, do think he was good, but it felt a bit like it was a different movie to me. It felt a little more melodramatic, the acting. Mm. I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, with but... that part of it was like a Sorkin movie you know mm-hmm. like yes yeah totally yeah, but very, i thought very I, west wingy <laughs> very very but you know maybe that's because it was in washington and it was all politicians and stuff but yeah i, I agree with you but i th- also thought downey jr was great like um you know i kind of didn't recognize him at first he was the one guy i was like wait a minute who is that because i didn't oh, really? i didn't know he was in it going oh. in so yeah he was one of the because because uh, there was a lot of articles talking about how like finally he's not behind the iron man mask right know, he's <laughs> rdj's back baby <laughs> um, it actually made me excited for the sympathizer it's coming out um oh i read that book same now that's a good book you read that book jt we should have done a book club Wait, let's do it let's do it I I'd re- I'd re- I read, read it like one. five years ago. Yeah, same. Did you but... read this? Did you read the second one? I forget what it's called. Uh, I didn't realize there was a. Sequel. There's a sequel to it. Really? Yes. All right. Uh, you liked it though, right? I loved it. I loved it. Wow. Yeah, one of my favorite books. Fucking, yeah. that's a great book. Sympathizer. Um, and what it's coming? Is it a limited series or it's a movie? I think it. Uh, it's HBO, so I think it's. Uh, it's either a limited series or I hope it's a limited series. Yeah, yeah, not a series. Is. Series. Um, but he's in it and he plays multiple roles apparently right yeah that makes sense from the book oh yeah this is what I wanted to ask you Uh, did you see any of these headlines that was like Oppenheimer's grandson liked the movie but wanted this one scene taken out uh, no. Well, I saw that they were unhappy about it, but I saw, I saw sort of the, the headline, but I, I stopped reading it cause I hadn't seen the movie yet. So, oh, okay. I, is it the Apple I, scene? I, exactly. Yeah. I had assumed it was going to be the one of the sex scenes. He was like, why? Well, I, I didn't really want to see my dad, my grandfather bone down, but, um, yeah, it was the Apple scene, the scene where he is going to poison his professor. Right. And then has a change of heart, comes back and throws it away right uh and, apparently and so did that is, not happen is that why or? well uh, yes seemingly it's not really known like apparently it's mentioned in um uh american prometheus yeah. the book that you are reading that yeah. the movie is based on but it's not really like it for sure happened okay so yeah fair I mean, enough i wouldn't want it's a little bit like of a kind blemish. of a big deal <laughs> i mean i honestly was when i was watching it, i was like i was in my head i was like oh oppenheimer killed his professor <laughs> by poisoning him i was like I, you would think that I would know that about him, but I, I really didn't. Yeah. Um, we always talk shit about Nolan and, and the sound. Yeah. So I would like to get your take on this, because to me, I thought that this was fucking awesome. The scene when, after the bombs drop, mm-hmm. he's coming into the auditorium to like thank everyone that worked on the project. And there's like the thunderous of people banging on the uh, the floorboards. Yeah. And then the as he's like giving this 
triumphant speech that his heart's not in. He's imagining the bomb dropping on them and all of them, you know, basically being burnt alive. And the way like the sound just completely cuts out and then you suddenly like hear the squeak of a chair. Yeah. And then like a loud noises again. I I just thought it was so cool, like very affecting. Totally. Yeah. Hat tip. Hat tip to you, Christopher. Absolute hat tip to him. Um the and the way that he acclimatized the audience to the delay of the bomb going off and the sound hitting mm. was in, was very 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 well done because they're testing it we're seeing the explosion and in every other movie like the sound editing the any director is going to be like I got to hear it right away it's like I'm if lightning goes off you're hearing thunder right away and that's not how lightning works but mm-hmm. if you don't hear that thunder it it's weird it's weird in a movie mm-hmm. if you don't hear the thunder but he did a great job of like when when they're testing and they're going further and further back and then when the actual bomb goes off and that moment where we're not hearing any explosion we're just hearing the shuffling and the you know like people seeing and then when the the bomb comes it's it's it startled me like knowing that it's coming you know like mm-hmm. but yeah that that scene what the the scene that you're talking about where the the feet are going we hear that sound before then as well like yes we don't know what uh-huh. it is yeah. and it's it's there and then it all sort of comes together i did have and for for a nolan movie it was actually pretty good but there definitely were scenes where the the dialogue was completely drowned out by music by design yeah. for some fucking reason i don't know why he has to be so cute with this shit and i found the score while gorgeous goddamn relentless like fuck enough <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it's just uh, it's interesting i didn't notice that but now that you're saying it i i see what you're talking about it's like it, he did this the same thing in inception is like where to be fair all that in, exposition has to happen he's just got the i think it's hans zimmer in that one um just just a relentless drone of just music it's just non-stop which makes makes it super powerful when it disappears right mm-hmm. but I think he could play with those a little more. Like, for example, uh, when Blunt has her big scene in front of the, you know, the the committee or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was getting steamrolled with the score for some reason. And I thought it, I thought she had one of the better performances in the movie, in a movie full of great performances. And I know people are saying, well, the women in this are whatever. They're not given enough, but... Mm-hmm. I thought Blunt was amazing. I thought she was incredible, and so was Pew. So was Pew. I thought I thought Florence Pugh was really good for for how much screen time she had. I thought yeah. she was great in it. Why are people already like? I assume people are already giving it like early Oscar buzz for most of the actors in it. Like, are people saying Killian Murphy is gonna get Best Actor? I have not seen anybody say Killian. Is Murphy it Cillian is. or Killian? I think it's Killian. Okay, I, I think it's Killian. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Okay. You're Irish, though. You know these things. <laughs> No, it's killing. It's gotta be. Uh, all right. Anyways, it was nice to uh, to enjoy a movie. We we, we enjoyed um, Mission Impossible, but it's fun to like poke little nits at. Sure, of course. God. Barbie <laughs> definitely did not like. And then we rounded out the current movie discourse with a movie that we both liked and appreciated. Uh, is this going to make you read the book faster or slower? Now that uh, you've seen it, probably slower to be honest. Mm-hmm. Especially now that I know that there's a sympathizer sequel i may put it aside and then 
dip into the, se- the sequel to Sympathizer. Okay, maybe we do. Uh, we read the Sympathizer sequel as a as a book club. Okay, all right. Got to give me some time though. <laughs> How long ago did you read the Sympathizer? Uh, like when it came out, I think. Like when it came out in paperback, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's when I read it too. It's, I honestly, I kind of forget a lot of it. Yeah. Eee, so I'd have to look back into it, but that's something to think about. Uh, listen to next week's show. That's coming out Monday, August 21st. Obviously, go back and listen to the one with Tassie from this week if you have it. Our guest is one, Justin Everest Skeets. <laughs> and uh, this was a, we just recorded this one, a fun one. Yeah. We talked about hot tubs for a very long, a time. long time. The horniness of the hot tub. <laughs> Secrets are revealed. <laughs> That's right. What's uh, sexier, probably, a sauna or a hot tub? Oh, yeah. Find we asked out. that question. Yeah. Let us know. And probably the dumbest subjective trivia we've ever had. In, <laughs> dumbest in the, in the best possible way. Uh, so check that out on Monday when it comes out. Email us at isthisgoodpodgmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. <laughs>